0: jewish audio on Kaban.org. so this is in conversations with chana i'm chana weisberg and i'm joined tonight with shoshana uh, and Shoshana's going to tell us a little about herself shoshana
1: hi, hi shoshana. you want to introduce yourself a little bit thank you so much for having me once again
0: we're so happy that you're joining us first of all tell us how old you are if you don't mind
1: I'm 16, but... You're still at
0: the age where you're uncomfortable to sell, say your age.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, my Hebrew birthday is tomorrow, so... Oh, wow. muzzles up! Thank Amazing. You. Beautiful. Yeah. That's wonderful. So Thank you're me. in high school now? Yes. You're in um, high school. I go to a... I live in Oregon right now. I've lived in... This is my fourth U.S. state that I've lived in. Oh, wow. Um, throughout my life. Yes, a lot. <laughs> um... And I moved here, and I started at a public school. I am an Orthodox Jew, and it inspired me a lot of the experiences I had to start a social media organization called Teens Against Anti Semitism, um, which is a social media based organization um, dedicating to spreading awareness and increasing activism surrounding anti Semitism.
0: So, what made you decide to to start this? This uh, this 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 group against anti-Semitism. Did you have incidents in Oregon? Well, tell us a little where you started from originally.
1: So originally, um, I lived in Georgia. I lived in Ohio, and I've lived in Texas. And I lived in three different cities: Savannah, Georgia; Cincinnati, Ohio; and Dallas, Texas. And they were all it was very rich Jewish cultures there. They were. Huge Jewish communities. There was always a Jewish school for me and my siblings to attend. Synagogues, um, many Arabs, and which are neighborhoods where many Jewish people will live, so that they can walk to synagogue on Shabbat. And there was just a huge Jewish community, and so I always had a very deep connection to my Judaism because I was given all of those amazing experiences. Um, but when I moved to Oregon in 2021, I came to a place where there wasn't really a huge Jewish community. A lot of the Jewish people here are very connected, and that's amazing. I love to see Jewish people supporting each other. Um, but there's not a Jewish school where I live. Um, there's only two synagogues. So you, moved to, you moved to Oregon when you were was,
0: to, you were in high school already? Yeah, yeah. You were in high school already. That must have been a hard move to move when you're already in high school, leave your friends.
1: It was crazy. And it was right in the middle of COVID as well. So people were just, it wasn't, it was hard to get to know people, you know? There was, everything was online like right now. And people's faces were covered up and you were six feet apart and you couldn't, you know, go up to somebody and shake their hands and be like, hi, I'm Shoshana. And it was hard to integrate into the Jewish culture as well because such a strong part of our community is walking to synagogue on Shabbos and going to people's houses for lunch and meals. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you can't do that when
0: Right, sure. So what was it like to join the public school? You were in a Jewish school until then, and then you, you switched to a public school. And how did that, yeah. how did that affect you?
1: It was... it created a large identity crisis for me for a bit of time. I didn't quite know how to express my Judaism anymore because although for so many years I'd been an Orthodox Jew, I'd been a very outspoken Jew. I was always somebody who wasn't afraid to talk about being Jewish. I, that was a weird thing about me as a kid. There's a drawing in my house that I made in first grade where I wrote on my skirt, I'm Jewish. And, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was just always like that.
0: We were always proud to be a Jew. and was, all, Yeah. And all of a sudden you're thrown into this
1: high school in Oregon. And what happened? I just completely went the opposite direction of who I'd always been. I, I didn't bring up that I was Jewish in front of anybody. I said, oi, gewalt at one point. That's just always been something I say. <laughs> and somebody looked at me and they were like, what's that? And I said, oh, I sneezed. And it didn't sound anything like a sneeze, but (laughs) excuse me, I didn't think that people would accept me for who I was, which was crazy to have that fear.
0: And what was it because people indicated that? Like, what it wasn't
1: that there was an indicator before I really announced I was Jewish, but there's definitely a culture where I live, and it's very much you know. I live in one of the hippiest cities in America. I, you know, I see people every day who are biking to work instead of driving and vegan lunches at my school and stuff like that, which is totally okay. It's just not really who I am, but it's also not a very common thing that you see when you grow up going to Jewish school.
0: Okay. So, was- so you stop feeling proud to be a Jew did you stop observing certain things in Ju- Judaism? Yeah, you did.
1: Okay. I moved here, and I remember I had a neighbor who was my age. She still lives here, and she came and she introduced herself. And I was wearing pajamas. I just like woken up. It was my first day. And she was like, "Do you want to go on a walk?" And I was just wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt. And I was just made a decision that I was gonna walk outside without a skirt on. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it was the weirdest feeling in the world. And then that decision lasted for a while. And I started, you know, going on my phone on Friday nights and Saturdays, which once again, wasn't really who I was. Mm -hmm.
0: And what what caused a change?
1: just I didn't want to be different. I'd always been as I said, like in Jewish schools, I'd always been so like everybody else who I'd been around.
0: So and I guess I guess it was a lot of the social pressure that, that It made was it.
1: a lot of the social you pressure. You just
0: want to kind of blend in and just be with like everybody else.
1: And I didn't want to be targeted. At this time I was also I'd always known what anti Semitism was. But I feel like during COVID, there was just this huge eruption of it over social media, especially. And Mm. I was first starting to see it. And I didn't want to have a target placed on my back. Mm. I didn't really want to be the girl who people pointed at and whispered at in the hallways and was like, oh, she's Jewish, like she's really weird and religious.
0: Interesting. And you felt that that would happen if you expressed your Judaism.
1: Yeah, I did. I knew there were some people at my school who were – religious Christians. A few of them are Mormons. And people had kind of, I'd heard just like rumors about them in very derogatory ways because they were religious. Mm-hmm. And to me, I was like, well, they're Christian. That's a normal thing in the States. What would they say about me right, being Jewish?
0: I guess you were like a real minority in the school. There was, was there any other Jewish students that
1: you were aware
0: of or not really?
1: So I was aware of a few, um, but many of them had never even met an Orthodox Jewish person before. Mm -hmm. Let alone somebody who used to be an Orthodox Jew and then suddenly wasn't an Orthodox Jew and had gone to Jewish day school all their life and stuff like that. Somebody who even knew how to speak any bits of Hebrew or knew Birkat Hamazon or just anything that I had considered to be such like a, I don't want to say basic thing, but something that I'd always just knew something.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, so you're in the school and you decide you don't want to be observant anymore. You don't want to advertise your Judaism and you're probably your connection to Judaism kind of waned. Then what happened? What made you change? I mean, now you're very much a proud Jew. What caused that moment of waking up that you said, no, this isn't who I am?
1: So I, over the summer, I had a very life-altering accident happen to me. I was hit by a car on Air of Shabbos, and as oh well, wow. yeah, it was crazy. It drove over my leg, and I had no wow. injuries at all. I had no broken legs or anything, and it was crazy to me. I just I couldn't wrap my mind around it. I literally. This accident had happened. A car had driven over my leg and I had no broken bones or anything.
0: Wow. What a miracle.
1: It was a miracle. And it reminded me of a video I'd watched a year before in school of Charlene Amonoff talking about her daughter and that story. And to me, it felt like, as my teacher had called it, a Hashem moment. Wow. I felt like this was such a crazy miracle. And for it to happen on Arab Shabbos, the Shabbos before Shavuos, Hmm. I, it just felt like something crazy to me. Like I didn't know it was literally just that, that kind of started to bring that that
0: really shook you up. I guess that really awakened you that
1: did. It really did.
0: And what happened after that? How did you get involved with the C teens?
1: So my aunt hannah she hannah she's the son of orange county new york chabad um I reached out to her oh, God. and what what's her name again hannah um hannah Burston. rabbitson I know her sure <laughs> yes. orange right yes yeah. she's a very, I don't actually know how we're related. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I reached out to her because I was asked to do Jewish programming for the Jewish Student Union at my school. Um,
0: so at that point, they knew that you were Jewish?
1: Yes. So I'd come back to school and I started being very much outspoken once again. Um, and that's also when I started experiencing anti-Semitism. Sadly enough. Oh wow! But
0: so you'll you'll get back to that anti-Semitism because I do want to hear about that. But let's let's hear some more about. So Khana was in touch with you. This she's a shlucha here in Orange County.
1: Yeah, and she and she helped me. She gave me so many ideas because she was like, "Well, tell me about these kids, like." What do they like to do? Like, how much do they know about Judaism? And I was giving her all these things. And I started planning activities with the Jewish Student Union at my school. Mm -hmm. And then about a month later, I went to an Upshurnish for my local Chabad, um, their son. And I met with another Revitzen from Houston, whose name I don't remember. And I feel so bad right now. And she was talking to me and she was like, well, you're like, you would be perfect for c And <laughs> I went to the c Shabbaton and I came back and I'd already started been like integrating more and more mitzvahs back into my life. But I came back and the first day I went back to school, I stood looking at my clothes and I immediately picked out a skirt that I used to wear all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's when I went back to keeping SNEAS And
0: so SNEAS is modesty. For those who don't know, right? Yes. So just tell us a little. And for those who don't know what teens are, can you tell us a little about what what Teen is and how and what happened there that caused you to have such a so much pride in your Judaism?
1: Yeah. So Cteen stands for Chabad Teen, and it's a youth organization. So more. Um, famous youth organizations um, would be BBYO, which is B'nai B'rith Youth Organization, um, Nifty, um, and CSY. Those are all different youth, Jewish, Jewish youth organizations that cater to different sects of Judaism. And Chabad is very interesting, the Teen, um, because it doesn't specifically cater only to Chabad kids, it caters to kids all over the world who just happen to be involved with a chabad, and so it seems
0: like it's growing like huge. I was just watching that CTeen, the last one that you spoke at. It's it crazy. amazing, so awesome! Like, yeah, there's I think where so many
1: thousands of Jewish teens just sh- singing about their Judaism, and it's not even all of them. Right, it's wow. crazy. Um, there's thousands of people who are involved with CT now it's been going on for 15 years and every year there's an international Shabbaton and it's in New York it's mainly in Crown Heights and then the big like main attraction event that it's known for is um, we take over Times Square there's a concert Um, the year I went I think Chaim Weber was the singer Um, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure So you went Uh, there and you felt... I just felt my connection again. I no longer felt like a minority because I was around last year, I think it was 2,500 other Jewish teens. Now this year was 3,000. And it was the small
0: Just being with them made you feel what? It wasn't like a
1: specific thing about it. It was just knowing that I wasn't alone alone being who I am anymore.
0: Wow. And that gave you the strength to go back to Oregon, and to though there you were alone to be able to lead other Jewish or other Jewish teenagers. Yeah. Wow. So that's when you called and you asked the shulcha for help and what what kind of activities to do and what to do with them. Do you have that that teen group now still going on?
1: Uh, the Jewish Student Union. Yeah. So I actually am not the president, um, but I help them out a lot because the problem is it's hard to like get people involved in clubs like this when they're Jewish, too. They're just like me. They just express it in a different way, but they don't see people being out there with their Judaism at our school.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's nobody who's going to run down the hallway on Yom HaAtzmaut, which is Israeli Independence Day waving a flag or, you know, there's nobody playing like Hanukkah music on Hanukkah over the loudspeaker. Mm-hmm. It's just, you have to carve that out for yourself. And I just wanted, I kind of just went to the people and I said, I really want to help because I was, I felt alone as a Jewish student. I found all these other Jewish students and there's got to be more Right. feel alone.
0: Right, right. Wow. Okay, so now you're. So where where are you at now in your Jewish observance?
1: Um, I'm definitely back to where I used to be, but yeah. I feel like I've grown a lot more because I've met so many different kinds of people who observe now. Um, not just through living in Oregon, but also through Seetin, yeah. I've met like I never really had exposure to Mizrahi Jews, and I met so many Mizrahim at uh, my CTeen Chabatone, I just have such more of an appreciation for Jewish people all over.
0: Do you have um, a CTeen chapter there in Oregon, or not I'm yet? To start one. Start one. Amazing. That's great. Wow. Um, so when you started to let people know that you were Jewish and you expressed pride in your Judaism, how did you see that? How were you affected by that with anti-Semitism as a target?
1: So before I started dressing modestly it was more just like little tiny little things that were kind of hard to pick up on for other people except for me if I brought it up they would say stuff like I think you're reading a little too much into that Hmm. um at one point I was talking with my friend and I was just talking about like some clothes or like some discounts coming up at a store I liked and this kid was like well you're Jewish you don't have to worry and I was like Okay. It was just those little things that so many Jewish people deal with. You don't have to worry
0: because you have money, I guess, because all Jews have money. Is that what they were trying to say? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: But then it escalated one day um, about last March and I was in class and spring weather had just kind of returned for like a few days in Oregon. We have rain nine months out of the year. It's rainy Mm -hmm. and cold. But for one day in March last year, it was 80 degrees and super sunny. Of course, that was the day I decided to wear a cable knit sweater to school. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, I, I received comments all day that were like, why are you like forced to dress like this? This is a misogynistic religion, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And then out of nowhere, a kid who I'd really considered to be my friend made an offhand comment to me. And he said, Shoshana, I have a question for you. And I said, what? And I'm not going to say his name. And he said, do you like to kill Muslim babies for fun?
0: Oh, my goodness. Wow.
1: And I looked at him, and it was just in the middle of history class. We had just been working on an assignment about the Chinese empire. Like, this had no correlation to anything that had been brought up. And I, was, I looked at him, and I was like, what are you What are you talking about? And he was like, "You know, because you're Jewish.
0: Oh wow. So how do you combat that? What do you do in your in your in your teens against anti-Semitism?
1: Well, first of all, my main goal with teens against anti-Semitism is to just tell people what anti-Semitism is. i since that happened, I started talking to Jewish teens at my high school trying to figure out if they'd experienced anti-Semitism. If this is a real problem, where I go to school, where people are supposed to feel safe. And a lot of people have said, well, like, you know, this person said this to me, but that's not anti-Semitic. Or just like this and this Mm -hmm. and this. That's not anti-Semitic. That's just like a joke. People don't fully grasp what anti-Semitism is because there's no education about it.
0: So your first goal is really awareness.
1: My first goal is awareness. And it's also to make people who aren't Jewish aware of it because anti-semitism is so deeply ingrained in our society Mm -hmm. we see it from politicians for both parties we see it in our traditional media movies like rapunzel and cinderella like traditional movies that kids watch growing up Mm -hmm. we've seen it in everything Mm -hmm. and so people have to who are not jewish have to learn how to take that out of their mind remove their anti-Semitism and their internal bias.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And people who are Jewish have to learn how to realize what is anti-Semitic.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mean, once we, we realize that, what's any other steps in, in what you want to do?
1: My other step is I just, I want Jewish teens to feel safe. Mm-hmm. I want them to see that there are people who will stick up for each other. Because mm-hmm. i met people at safety who after I talked about teens to get the anti-Semitism would just tell me like, thank you so much. Like, wow. It's hard because it is, mm-hmm. it's a really hard thing to deal with.
0: I guess it really goes back to like feeling proud about who you are and your identity as a Jew and you're being united with so many other Jews that elicits this fe- this feeling of we can do it together. Is that it?
1: Yeah. I think it's also hard to feel proud at times as well when I think now especially we've been seeing programs like Netflix, for example, bringing out shows like My Unorthodox Life, Unorthodox, all of these things that are just so deeply incorrect and they don't portray Jewish people as a whole. And then you see people who are like, this is like, so great. This is hilarious or whatever. And you're like, I should be thinking that. Right. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I've talked to people who are Jewish and I've seen these shows and they're like, well, I guess we're crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess we're crazy. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't talk to people about this. And I'm like, this is people just trying to entertain. They're not providing factual information, but they don't tell people that. Mm -hmm. And then it leads people who are like my Jewish peers to not want to talk about who they are.
0: 100%. So what would you like people to know about Judaism? What do you feel about Torah, Judaism? How has it enhanced your life?
1: I think that Judaism to me, this is going to sound so weird, is the most beautiful thing in the world.
0: That doesn't it's- sound weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, people might find it weird, especially where, <laughs> where I live. but you know people why is it
0: the most beautiful thing in the world why
1: because it doesn't have it doesn't look to be beautiful Mm -hmm. judaism is about connecting each other it's about going on to the next generation the door of door generation to generation it's about how we're all living in god's image it's not about money it's not about you know who is like higher on this system there's no idea of who's better than who or anything like that in judaism because it's all about working together Mm -hmm. and it's not about seeing the torah and just living by it without questioning it ever or like thinking i don't know if i agree with that because we're always questioning it we're always arguing about the torah it's a mitzvah to argue over the torah just
0: always argue right (laughs) yeah we always argue We always argue but the point of arguing is because we want to learn we want to grow and we want to learn learn from
1: each other right that's all we do we learn from each other we support each other a woman in my community recently had a baby and i watched just the whole community created six months of meals for her
0: wow that's incredible it's really beautiful
1: it's beautiful that's what we do. And it's not about, you know, trying to be a different religion, even though we may be a different religion, it's all just about trying to survive together.
0: Hmm. I think also it's, it's about, you know, learning, learning and growing and, and not being, not being afraid when we make mistakes. Like I think the fact that you weren't observant for a little bit of time, you know, and then you came back and you're, you're so much more, it sounds to me like you're so much prouder about who you are and you're so, did you have to like re-examine certain things? Did you find that you became stronger in your beliefs afterwards?
1: I do because I was actually recently talking to my father about this because I feel like before I came here, I had the privilege of going to Jewish school, like I said, and going to a specific kind of synagogue that I'd gone to my entire life every single week. And I developed that mindset. I'd constantly been around those people. And then bringing it back into my life, I learned how to look at it from the perspective of including people who aren't like that, mm-hmm. including my Judaism. Mm-hmm. Because I only have two synagogues where I live, I currently go every week to a Reconstructionist shul. Mm-hmm. I'm not Reconstructionist, but I've learned how to accept, like, how to bring myself into that community, even though it doesn't necessarily match my beliefs, because in the end, it doesn't matter what kind of Jew you are. It just matters that you are Jewish.
0: Right. We're all Jewish. All these are labels. What, what matters is that we're just we Jewish. We were created.
1: Nowhere in the Torah does it say Ashkenaz, Orthodox, Reconstruction, right. whatever you want to call yourself.
0: Absolutely. All it just
1: says is Jewish.
0: But I think being in a different, like, let's say being in Oregon, I guess it makes you think about your Judaism a lot more. Maybe some things that you took more for granted in the past, Definitely. now you have to think about it, especially if you're presenting it to other people who don't understand it. You're not in a, just in a group of people who are all doing the same thing. So it makes you kind of need to understand it better so you can, especially so you can express it to others and to yourself to just really understand why you're doing what you're doing.
1: I mean I can tell you right now, off the top of my head, every single item that's in the kosher section of my grocery <laughs> store right now. It's matzah, baba, <laughs> fish, and alva. That's yeah. it all year round. Wow. Until Pesach comes and then the matzah's gone.
0: <laughs> so I, I found it interesting that the you know, one of the things that you decided to do when you decided to after that accident and after your Judaism was reawakened, is that you put on your skirt and you wanted to to wear your skirt and you wanted to keep the laws of modesty. So I know a lot of teenagers find it very difficult to follow the laws of modesty and to be more modest. So can you tell us what your feelings are towards modesty? Can you share with us?
1: So I don't quite remember who I heard this from, but I... When I was, a few years ago, I heard this beautiful story just about why we are modest. And it's not about what people think it's about. I'm not doing this to make sure that a man doesn't sin. I'm not doing this to hide myself or make myself look ugly. I do this because I have two souls. I have two personalities. I have my outward personality. And I could make that shine a lot more by taking off all of my clothes and showing off my stomach and doing whatever you want to do. I'm not going to judge you though, if you do it. And then there's my inside soul, my real me. And it's harder to see who that really is.
0: Your godly soul.
1: Yeah. Because mm. I'm not outwardly presenting my godly soul. Mm. You have to actually talk to me and create conversation and look me in the eyes to see that. And I, I, personally so buying, you don't
0: want people to just look at you as a body objectify you as a body yes,
1: I don't it's also not just even about that it's about I you know so many girls I've talked to are so smart all like so many people are smart it's not just girls but in this case so many girls are smart and they have so many amazing ideas and they're trying to get their ideas out there but so many people are going to judge them just based off of how they're dressed And it's not even if you're dressed modestly or if you're dressed immodestly. It's about what colors you're wearing or yada, yada, yada. And they try to look at all of that. And then they let that overturn who the real you is. Mm. It's about how, you know, I heard this amazing story about how the stars are out all the time. But we only see them when the sun goes down and the moon comes out and it's dark outside. It's a very common thing that's said religious circles. Everybody's heard it. But it's always stuck with me because I do have so many parts of myself that I want to share with everybody. And to me, the part of myself that's most important is my Jewish self, my godly self, and my intellect that I have to share with people because I know I have so much to share. And it's not my elbows. It's not my legs. It's not any part of that for me.
0: Hmm. Wow. So you really want to show your your you want people to see your inner self, your godly self, and that kind of gets distracted. I mean, we live in such an external world where everyone's looking at just the outside and it's refreshing that you want as a teenager, that you don't want to just look at the outside and what everyone sees on the outside, but you care about what's, what's deep inside. That's really nice.
1: Also living in a place, my school, for example, doesn't have a dress code. Mm -hmm. And so when I wasn't modest, I wasn't, totally like crazy like i i didn't i wasn't even comfortable in summer wearing shorts like mm-hmm. it was i still wasn't somebody who wanted to be that out there um no judgment if anybody does but i've seen how differently people treated me when i dressed mm-hmm. then versus how i dress now and i'm not even talking about how they treat me as a jewish person i'm just talking about how teachers talk to me mm-hmm. and how other students interact with me i don't have Because I go to a mixed gender school, I no longer have, you know, boys and girls looking me up and down, judging what outfit I'm wearing or looking at my body. I just have people looking me in the eyes because there's just nothing to look at.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's very interesting. I mean, there was a study done that even people, even girls who were dressed in swimsuits versus girls who were dressed in regular clothes, and they both had to take a math or some kind of exam, and the ones that were dressed in swimsuits didn't do as well because they were looking at themselves more as a body than as a mind. So that's that's quite interesting what you what you're saying. Where where do you see yourself going, Shoshana? What do you what do you see for your future plans for yourself?
1: Um, hopefully, God willing, I'll go to seminary after senior okay. year. Wow. um, I don't know where yet. <laughs> the <That'll stop>, house. <Thomas. laughs> Um, and that i really want to go to university and i want to get my degree and i want to teach um i want to teach judaics because i love it so much and i want other girls to love it as much as i love it that's my yeah. goal.
0: beautiful what what's your favorite subject in judaism khumash Kamash, Wow. So nice. That's where it all starts, the Bible. It
1: is. That's exactly why I love it. It's the basis of everything.
0: Of everything. That's incredible. And where do you see yourself going with your Teens United Against Anti-Semitism? Do you plan on continuing that?
1: Yes. I hope to continue it as long as I can. Once I'm no longer a teen, that might be a little hard, but I have a lot of people who work with me, thank God, behind the scenes. Um, who will hopefully be willing to take it over once I can no longer facilitate all of it and be the face. Um, I don't expect it to be a huge thing, and that's not my goal. I don't want it to be Stand With Us or the Anti-Defamation League. I just want it to be, you know, just a social media thing, just a thing where people can look at the account whenever they've experienced anti-Semitism or even just felt alone as a Jew and see if there are proud Jews out there.
0: Right. Out there. They shouldn't feel alone. Wow. Okay. And last question, what would you give, what message would you say to some teen who's out there somewhere alone or even some adult who's out there somewhere alone and feels really alone in their Judaism and isn't really sure how to connect or what to do to connect? What would you, what advice would you give them?
1: You know, there's, two different things i'm gonna say the first one is the one that everybody hates and nobody's gonna like but for me the best way that i helped to start reconnecting to judaism was not dressing modestly it was not keeping shabbat surprisingly enough but it was starting to say modati when i woke up in the mornings
0: isn't that interesting so just tell us what modani is for those who don't know
1: it's a prayer that we say when we first wake up and it's basically thanking god for returning our souls back to our body uh, and it's very short. It's like what one, one and a half lines I' am gonna say I don't I don't have to like read it anymore so I don't really like know the logistics of it but it's a great way to just create that commitment to God once again and create that commitment to Judaism and it also just starts off your morning in an amazing Absolutely, way
0: hundred percent
1: you're starting with gratitude. You're not reaching over and checking your phone and seeing the news and oh this guy did this and this country's doing this you're just taking that moment to just wake up and manage your
0: whole day your whole perspective yeah that's beautiful yeah so that's what you started to do and that was the first thing that rekindled yourself
1: it was so helpful I, i yeah i never thought it would be so helpful 'Cause I always just you know, I was when I was in middle school, I would roll my eyes when I heard teachers saying, like, say this and it'll like help you and yada 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 until I started doing it. And <laughs> I was like, Oh, they were right. Right.
0: So that's the first thing and the second thing that you wanted to say?
1: The second thing is not as action oriented. It's more just your mindset of it's really hard to be in the darkness as a Jew to be a minority in any situation, especially when there are so many people who try to tell you that you're not a minority. Trust mm-hmm. me. I know how annoying that feels, mm-hmm. but there's always a light because I didn't think that there was a light until I got to this place. And now like, here I am, I'm talking about Judaism with Chabad.org. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sharing anti, like I'm creating anti-Semitism advocacy online. There is going to be a moment at the end where you don't feel like a minority anymore Mm -hmm. and it can take a while to get there and I know and for me my time was relatively short in the darkness but once you reach the light it's the best feeling of the entire world and all you can think is like thank you Hashem for Mm -hmm. bringing me to this moment right now
0: wow beautiful thank you thank Thank you you, Shoshana keep strong keep Keep strong in what you're doing and in your pride of being a Jew and keep encouraging other people, other teens to express their Judaism as beautifully as you shared with us. Thank you so much for joining us tonight and continued strength and continued go, go, go from strength to strength in, in all that you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you.